The Bear Down Report Podcast, featuring Mike Page, Logan Brand, Jack Wright, and Ryan Dangle. Bear Down Report. All right, folks, welcome to another edition of the Bear Down Report Podcast. The Bears lose in the playoffs. Final score, 21-9. Bears only touchdown coming in the last, very last second of the game with literally no time left on the clock. Before we dive into this Bears loss, we've got to give a shout out to our sponsor. Jeff, we want to say thank you again for sponsoring the Bear Down Report podcast. But folks, if you are looking to buy or sell a home this next year, you got to visit GenevaJeff.com today to learn more about how Jeff Cadwallader with At Properties can help you. He's a third generation realtor. He knows you need experience when it matters most. Jeff provides lots of information and market insight without any kind of pressure so you can make an informed decision about your next real estate experience. Visit GenevaJeff.com to learn more or give him a call or a text 630-254-4734 to speak with Jeff. I'm going to put this out here. The last thing that I'll say about Jeff uh, for this episode is there are so many great realtors out there. And, and when you're looking to buy or sell a home, there's a lot of people you could talk to. Do yourself a favor just reach out, talk to Jeff. I have never met a person that the first time that they met him, they didn't say, man, I really like this guy. Jeff could be working for you. Give him a call, give him a text, check out his website. We'd love to do it. All right, gentlemen, let's go around the horn. Just general quick thoughts before we break down our bad bears and our game balls going out. What did you guys think about this game? So one thing for me is that I turned the game off before it was over and the bears have been bad for a decade and I still can't remember ever doing that and the feelings that I had in the fourth quarter leading me to just turn off the tv I went to go clean the kitchen instead I didn't need to watch it it was just a self-deprecating move to keep watching at that point and I was I was ready to be done with the 2020 season I was just ready to be done I'm ready to move on uh, they are who we thought they were, and it's time to move on. Let's start thinking ahead. I think I had my finger on the Denny Green, we are who the, we thought they were, Jeff, 800 times during that game because it, it was the result that you expected. But at the same time, it hurts so much more because they do these things throughout the game as the Bears do, to give you little bits of hope and almost lay a a trail of crumbs to your absolute demise and you not enjoying the rest of your Sunday. And you get to that end result and the Bears lose by 11. Obviously, they should have lost by more than 11 points. Everybody knows that. But it's, it's just amazing the creative ways they come up with to frustrate fans. And boy, oh boy, change. I hope it is coming. I was, I mean, just pissed, pissed and bombed. And I think there was so much great playoff football this weekend. It's all been so fun to watch. Great games. So I was just, I mean, I I was just sitting there fuming watching this dump show that we had to watch in comparison. Then I went out and I I took my, my dog for a walk and I just started laughing now, if you guys start laughing while I list some of this stuff off, please just unmute and laugh with me and or add something that's also hilarious. And you may just never think it's funny, but 
Okay, just think about Eddie Jackson playing football. Eddie Jackson might be the worst player on the continent. Think about the stupid Xfinity commercials that play time and time again with the dope AT&T, AT&T guy. This was simulcast by Nickelodeon, boys. Spudge Mob, square pants. How about we throw a pass to the flat on first down, run for two or three yards on second down, and then throw a pass for less than whatever the first down marker is on third down, and let's just rinse and repeat that again. What if, and this is what's really hilarious, so funny, what if we analyze every single catch to see whether it's a catch or not? That would be super fun. People would tune in for this, right? And then we'll go to like a replay and then another replay, and then we'll have tons of analysis, then we'll go to a commercial, come back, and we'll do some more replays to see if it was still a freaking catch. And it was a catch, by the way, most all of them were. I mean, from ejections to whims to tight ends disappearing, I heard for the next NCIS New Orleans, they're going to look for the tight ends, except for the last play, they weren't there. The announcers talking about the tip forever, just the tip, constant, just the tip. That was hilarious. Like, I was super laughing at that. Uh, So I just, I felt like I just, I I had to laugh because if I didn't laugh, I was going to start crying. I was, I I expended all my mad and it went away and I just started laughing. Jack, there's so much good stuff to talk about right there. Even the Washington football team kept it really close all the way to the end, and and they won one less game than the Bears. They were in the worst division in football, and they made a heck of a game out of it. The Bears were in it for the first half. They really, really were, and then they weren't. The third quarter, how do you – we'll get to this later, but how do you keep a coach that is just that awful in the third quarter? The Bears – can't score points except in Jacksonville they can't score the points in the third quarter let's be honest gentlemen the Bears shouldn't have been in the playoffs if it wasn't 2020 if it wasn't for COVID-19 the Bears wouldn't have been in the playoffs they would have missed out and I'm starting to wonder maybe they would have made more realistic changes instead of this gimme playoff spot that they didn't really earn at all there's two last things that I want to touch on before we get to our bad Bears gentlemen the Cole Komet unsportsmanlike conduct and the Danny Trevathan defensive pass interference in the end zone. I, I hate being the fan that talks about the refs that talk, that talks about officiating, but even some of my friends who are casual fans were watching and going, what, what is this? What, what are the refs calling? What are they doing? I, it, it just, it was bad. This was not an enjoyable game pretty much for the entire entire football game. All right, gentlemen, let's let's move on. Let's talk about our bad bears of the game. Jack, I'm going to start with you. Who is your bad bear of the game? I'm going to go with Hicks. You know, I think we've we've been dogging him quite a bit lately, and I think deservedly so. You know, there's just just a lot of running of the mouth and and a lot of posturing and even at the very end of the game, it looked like he was like, you know, shoulder bumping people and just like kind of being shitty and laughing about it. I mean, quite honestly, I, I'm kind of done with him. You know, I think Ryan, you mentioned, you know, that he, he shows up at the beginning for a couple of plays and then he's just gone and I don't know where he goes. So, I, I mean, there's a lot to go around and, and, and I will only choose one, I promise. But that's, that's the first one that came to mind for me. He was, he was super bad. Logan, what about you? Who is your bad bear for this game? 
I think that this kind of goes off of what Jack said about Akeem. Akeem Hicks is a person who, no doubt about it, brings it. You can tell he's a guy who cares, despite, yeah, he has those annoyances of uh, where he'll show up at the beginning of every game, make a play, pound his chest, end of the game, bears are out of it, pounds, you know, he did something, what he shouldn't have done. But for me, it all comes down to the fact that, like, that's the type of player who he would probably be playing better under a coach who he believes in and who he knows can give that team a chance to win the game. I don't think players will, will do those things if that's not the case. So my bad bear of the game is Matt Nagy. And another big reason and something that I wanted to touch on was late in the game, actually not late in the game, like the third quarter, the Bears are down four points and they pan over to Mitch Trubisky on the sidelines who looks like his dog has just died. Like he saw it get run over seven times, forwards, reverse, forwards, reverse. That's your starting quarterback on the sideline who looks dejected when your team is down four points in a playoff game. And yeah, it kind of made me mad to see that like Mitch was doing that. But it's hard for me to blame him because you can see through all of the things that he's said in the media over the last probably two or three weeks, he's been kind of cryptic about criticizing Matt Nagy and the play calls that he's had. So it's obvious when you see him sitting there on the sideline, blank stare, no emotion whatsoever, sitting down, down four points, one score, and you're winning the game. That is on Matt Nagy. That is your players having zero, zero confidence in your coach's ability to get you back in the game or to have prepared you for this game in the first place. So Matt Nagy, congratulations. Bad bear of the game. You did it again. Logan, uh, if any of you want to read what I had to say about Matt Nagy and my quick hits on BeardownReport.com, please check it out. I'm done. I know that they probably keep him because he made the playoffs in air quotes uh, two out of his three years. This dude is not a good football coach and I'm done with him. I, I, I just hope some way, somehow that the bears organization says, you know what? Not good enough. We'll see you later. Mike page. What about you? Who is your bad bear for this game? Well, I feel like this is an opportunity to really have a culmination of the whole season. It's the end of the 2020 season. And I could point to Javon Wims, who I was just furious with for dropping that ball in the end zone. And the game's a completely different game if, if that happens. It is a momentum shifting. It was a huge moment, and he just he didn't have the focus. And I could actually blame Matt, Matt Nagy for not – giving his players the focus to concentrate on a ball like that. I'm going to, I'm going to sing the same tune that I've been singing since the beginning of the year. And I'm going to sing it uh, until everybody on the planet agrees with me. And it's just an opportunity to say, you know what? I was right again. I was right. And I was, you know, we were right about Hicks too, but obviously my, my, bad player of the game is is going to be Eddie Jackson. I don't like him. He's bad at football. I don't know what else I can say about it. Um, Eddie Jackson, you're bad at football. You've never been more correct on anything, I think, in this entire podcast over the last couple of months than that, Mike. And I want to personally apologize for not backing up earlier because he was terrible today. That really started Unpopular Opinion, which is now our favorite segment. And we all disagreed with you and, and we, were, we were wrong. 
hear me out, Mike, I was really thinking about this. You should trade Eddie Jackson. There are two places that would trade for him and it would be mutually beneficial. I'm curious if you gentlemen know the two places that I'm thinking about that would greatly benefit Eddie Jackson and the Chicago Bears. Two places. Are the Cowboys one of them? No. The Ravens. No. Come on, gentlemen. Think former Chicago Bears coaches. And there are two stops that absolutely would fit Eddie Jackson as well as Denver. Denver and Brandon Staley's Los LA. Angeles Rams. I, both of those teams, the Bears and whoever trades for Eddie Jackson would benefit greatly. I think Eddie Jackson would benefit greatly. I mean, clearly he plays better with, with those coaches than he is currently playing with Chuck Pagano, who sucks. Sorry. I, I try to be polite about it, but that dude is freaking terrible, and I, I don't know any other way to say it. Uh, but I think that, that there's an opportunity there. The cap situation for the Chicago Bears is abysmal next season. You need to get rid of some good players, quote-unquote good players. Why not get rid of him? I, I've thought a lot about this, guys, and, and, and Matt Nagy was definitely going to be my, my, my bad bear for, for the game, but I've, just, I've picked on him just so much. Now, even though I literally at the beginning of this podcast said, you guys can't pick two players, I'm picking two players. I'm doing exactly what I said I shouldn't do, which is I'm picking two wide receivers, Javon Wims and Anthony Miller. I sincerely hope we never see them in Chicago Bears uniforms ever again for very obvious reasons. Uh, I, I have been asking the question for a long time, why is Javon Wims still on this team? There's very few players on this team that I'd be like, yeah, I want – him back can you name 10 players on this team that you'd want back I mean you could go through the entire roster and I'll just be like nope 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 I mean there's very few I mean you got Cole Komet you got Darnell Mooney you got David Montgomery maybe uh Cody Whitehair Sam Mustafer James Daniels Jalen Johnson Cairo Santos Cairo Cairo Santos Bilal Nichols yeah he's good the punter. O'Donnell, eh. O'Donnell had a fairly I'm decent serious. season. No, he did. No, he, he, he had a fairly right. decent season. Uh, after that. We got to 10. Roquan. Two, we got to 10 with two kickers. I'll say I'll keep Roquan, <laughs> but I'd be fine with trading Mac, but I'll, I'll gladly, I'll gladly keep Roquan. Mac was the, I believe seventh or eighth highest rated edge rush, edge rusher on the year. And I just don't think that, that's not where you're going to need to be at with the salary that he's at. And I like Kyle Fuller, but I think that we could trade him for, for important pieces too. Um, you know, earlier on in the season, I almost inducted Kyle Fuller into my own personal hall of fame by buying his Jersey. It's a very limited, uh, very limited hall of fame to get there is, is uh, quite the feat, but you know what? I mean, I'd be perfectly happy with trading him for some picks because yeah, because I'm ready just to blow it up. Uh, There's very few people on this team that I want to keep and I'm ready to see what kind of draft compensation we can get for Hicks, Fuller, Mac and start to rebuild because this ain't it folks. In a few weeks time, we're going to be speaking with uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Jason Reed, who is actually 
running a podcast on personal finance. And he's going to actually spend quite a bit of time talking about the Bears salary cap situation. And we can kind of understand a little bit better what are their options going forward from here. Now, gentlemen, let's switch over because the Bears were in this game for at least a half with the fifth rated offense. The New Orleans Saints pulled out this victory, but you know, the final score as well as the first half, it, it was not the blowout that I think a lot of people thought it was going to be. Sure, the Bears lost handedly, but it, but it was not an embarrassment necessarily. So there has to be some game balls. So Mike Page, I'm coming to you first. Who is your game ball going to? I'm going to be a flip-flopper again and go Duke Shelley. Uh, a few weeks ago, I uh, made a video and I was like, wow, this kid duke shelley's pretty good we should have no problem cutting buster screen at season's end the following game he kind of got torched and i we went on this podcast and i was like oh god what have i done but duke made some flash plays today that i was really impressed with so again i'm back to the flip-flop i'm i'm down with shelley again he gets my game ball for making me feel like making that video was worthwhile after all both Duke Shelley and Kendall Vildor both had pretty decent games. Now, they weren't perfect, but as your fourth and fifth string cornerbacks, the Bears have to feel somewhat decent going into next season about their cornerback depth. Logan, I'm coming to you. Who's your game ball going to? I'm actually really surprised that he wasn't first off the board, but I'm going with another member of the secondary, and I'm going with Deshaun Gibson. Over and over again, he looked like the most prepared Bears player on the field today and he was getting after the quarterback he was doing things in coverage he was creating turnovers he was really doing everything and it almost made Eddie Jackson look worse because this guy who you're obviously not paying nearly as much as Eddie Jackson and a guy who you know Tashawn Gibson's been fine all year but he was able to show up and show out in this playoff game all due respect in the world to Deshaun Gibson but that shouldn't be the person who I'm sitting here talking about having the best game for the Bears. And he did. He was phenomenal. He deserves all the credit. But still, um, tough to be talking about him in this situation. Jack, what about you? Who's your game ball going to? Uh, there's nobody that played today uh, that gets a game ball from me, uh, to be honest. So I went uh, back in time. Uh, my game ball goes to Sid Luckman. Uh, people always talk about Sid Luckman and, you know, when we talk about the quarterbacks, for instance, Ryan Dingle might say like, he's the best quarterback since Sid Luckman. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever, Sid Luckman. I've never done my homework. Sid Luckman was phenomenal. Like, he was a really excellent quarterback. He played from 39 to 50. They won four championships in the time that, that he was quarterback. And they would have won more, except that he had to go fight in World War II for a little while. So he missed some games. Uh, I mean, when you look at some of the, the statistical data, uh, he's amongst the greatest of greats, the Tom Brady's, uh, the Peyton Manning's, uh, and uh, his completion percentage at various times in his career uh, was somewhere around like 10.9 one year per completion. Uh, just as a, for instance, legitimately, Sid Luckman was one of the greatest bears ever that I honestly didn't know very much about. So he gets my game ball. I thought about this one and I thought, you know, I could go Danny Trevathan because I've ragged on him all season long and he had a halfway decent game, but I don't think he stood out in any way. And Jimmy Graham, who is going to get my game ball, 
who really didn't do much of anything until the very last second of the game. However, it was his ninth touchdown for the Chicago Bears as a tight end. When's the last time we had a tight end that caught nine touchdowns, gentlemen? I, I, I mean, even when Greg Olson was good, was Greg Olson nine touchdowns good? I have to apologize. I know Jimmy is a big fan of the pod. He listens often, right? He, he, he texts me all the time. Uh, and I have to apologize to him. I'm making that up. I, I hope people understand I'm being quite facetious. Uh, I wrote in a piece uh, saying that Jimmy Graham was the equivalent to people uh, buying all of the toilet paper at the beginning of quarantine, and I could not have been more wrong. Nine touchdowns. Dude was great. I hope he comes back for, for next season, and I hope, I hope he gets one more opportunity to, to, to do that. Um, I would love to have nine touchdowns on, on this football team. Can they afford it? Probably not. Cole Komet looks really good, and so if they sent him packing, I wouldn't be mad at it necessarily, but I got to give it to him. I wonder how many of those catches were like sick one-handed catches. Honestly, I'd like to go back and count. I would put it at three. I mean, just some of the greatest catches you've seen all year, really. All right, gentlemen, the Bears are out. They're done. No more in the playoffs. Who are you rooting for now that the Chicago Bears are, are no longer in it? Browns, Browns, Browns. It is the end of the first quarter in Cleveland, or excuse me, in Pittsburgh right now. It is 28 to 0, Cleveland Browns. I, I did a playoff bracket. I picked the Browns to win this week. I will say I didn't pick them to go anywhere beyond that because they're going to have to go to Arrowhead and they're not going to beat them. But Browns, give me the Browns. Buffalo Bills all the way. I have to admit, uh, I might have simultaneous like man crush quarterback envy, but Josh Allen is incredible. He is so tall, incredibly athletic. He's so nimble. He has a, a brain in his head. He makes great decisions. Uh, and he has a cannon for an arm. Uh, so I like the Bills. It's been a long time since, since they've been in. They had such heartbreak, you know, those years, uh, back to back to back. There's the Don Beebe, you know, former Caneland connection. We all know Don Beebe played for the Buffalo Bills. So I don't know. I just, I, there's a lot to like about the Buffalo Bills. I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm going to go with the Bills too. Um, I really liked that, that, team with Andre Reed back in the day when they went to four straight Super Bowls and never won one. I would love to see them win a Super Bowl, but I'm not an I'm not as high on Josh Allen as essentially the rest of the world. I think that he does have a great arm and that he's a tall physical quarterback and he can make some dazzling throws. But I'm just not sold on Josh Allen under pressure yet. Uh, this this playoff series that he's gonna he's gonna be in coming up is uh, gonna be very telling in that department and hopefully you know I can see some growth but I'm just not quite sold on Josh Allen yet but I do like the Bills that uh, Jim Kelly Andre Reed uh, who was that was it like Thurman Munson or something yeah Thurman Munson was the running back uh, that was a fun team. But I don't, I don't really know. I have, a, I struggle with with rooting for other teams besides the Bears. I don't really care that much. You know, I, I hate to be an echo chamber, but I am also rooting for the Bills. And I think this 
other one is going to surprise people um, because I have never been a Tom Brady fan. I just felt like he got too much credit for Bill Belichick, but I'm also man enough to admit that I might be wrong in this. And I'm kind of excited to see where they can go. Uh, they head up to Green Bay. They might lose it, but the last time they played, they, they smacked Green Bay around. And you can never really count Tom Brady out of the playoffs because that guy just seems to get it done. 43 years old, he, he, looks, he looks pretty good. I, I am going to be rooting for the Bills pretty much the whole way through, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Now, folks that are listening, we just want to say thank you again. Uh, we've got some things coming up here at the Bear Down Report that we're really, really excited about. Our next podcast more than likely is going to be our end of season awards and our end of season wrap up where we are going to talk about who we thought were the MVPs of this team, the rookies of the year, uh, coaches that should stick around, coaches that should be let go. We're pretty excited about talking about that. We've also been fortunate enough, we're not sure exactly what is going to happen, but JJ Stankovitz of NBC Chicago has uh, agreed to come onto the podcast. Uh, if you get an, a chance to listen to the Under Center podcast, uh, it's really, really good. JJ is very good at what he does. Uh, we're going to be doing a position by position breakdown, uh, looking forward to next season as well as what happened during this season. And we just got a lot of good stuff that we're really looking forward to. You know, we want to say thank you to all of you that have shared any of the Bear Down Report content uh, in any form that you may have, given us reviews, uh, liked, subscribed, anything that you guys do for Bear Down Report, we appreciate it greatly. As always, my friends, Bear Down.